Welcome into the very first group study on the Jesus and Coffee app. We're really excited that you're here with us, and we can't wait to show you this revitalized way to study God's word together. Now, for today, our first study is about Jesus and the Canaanite woman. The teacher of this study is Larry Gerard. He is the lead pastor at the Well of Orange County, and he has some great insight on this story that you may or may not have heard before, but it really is one that I resonated with, and I'm excited for us to get to this conversation so that you can get a deeper understanding and maybe get out and make a difference. Let's get to the first day of our study on Jesus and the Canaanite woman. So it's in Matthew and it's also in Mark. The, okay. The story is in, in both Gospels. What's the title of the story that we've been... Um, well, I guess we're calling it Jesus' Encounter with the Canaanite Woman. Okay. Right? Um, in Mark, it says a Syrophoenician woman, but they really are the same. And Matthew, Matthew's Gospel is really given from the perspective of a Jewish audience. Right? Okay. And so the language is, is different. It's usually, you know, we get Christmas from Joseph's perspective, right? In Luke, wow. we get it from Mary's perspective, right? Yeah. So we get this very Jewish perspective. And so it's, it's a story about Jesus going up to the area of Tyre and Sidon, which is a Gentile area, Canaanite area, and basically has an encounter with a woman. And so there's a lot of cultural things at play. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of prejudice built in there uh, at play. And Jesus, which is interesting, seems to be acting very un-Jesus-like, which hmm. is part of the reason why I don't think pastors take take this on very, very yeah. much. Because when you read it, you go, wait a minute, right? Where, where's Jesus and what right. did you do with him, right? Yeah. So there's this thing that kind of goes on. But uh, right. So as we look at this, um, Jesus decides to to take on, I think, or continue, because right happens before, mm -hmm. is sort of this teaching about what's in the heart is the most important. And so Jesus is trying to, to teach the disciples, I think specifically in this case, because there isn't a large crowd, it's just him yeah. and the disciples. Because they've, they've gone away from the crowd they've in this scenario. They've gone away from the crowd, right. And, and it's about 40 or 50 miles. So it's not like around the corner. And they're no, walking. And they're walking. That's the thing that always blows <laughs> yeah, me away about right. this. Oh, and they went to XYZ and it's like 50 miles away. How many miles can right. you walk in a day? Yeah, like, you know, maybe 15, 20. If you're really, really, you're really cooking, going. Right, so probably 10 to 15 miles. Yeah, that's a lot. So, a lot. so, so they, your feet are dirty. Yeah, very dirty. Exactly. Which is washing your feet turns <laughs> into a thing that oh, now, right. when you think about it, contextually, that's what everybody did. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay, so they've gone away. They're 40 to 50 miles from Galilee, right. and that's where we start. That's where we start. The okay. story starts there. All right, so let's, just, read let's get into the passage. Okay. Let's read it. Let's read it. All right, so this is in Matthew chapter 15. This is from NIV. It's not a bad translation. It says, leaving that place. So Jesus has left Galilee. Mm -hmm. Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, there's the Matthew connection. Son of David is a very Jewish term. Mm -hmm. Have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Now, there's nothing out of the ordinary yet. Mm -hmm. okay? and this People came to him all the time. They with, would come to him. Yeah. But the thing, that's, the thing that's interesting here is that she comes to him and uses a term that is, very, is not used very often. And so here's a case where our first clue that she may have had an encounter with Jesus prior. Gotcha. Or at least knows something about who he is. And that term is? Son of David. Son of David, Son of okay. Because that's a very Jewish term and she is a Canaanite woman. Yes. She's a Gentile. Which is why it's odd. Right? Yes. Now it could be just Matthew's use of this, but we don't think so, right? And so then also she says, have mercy on me, which is a common beggar's 
introduction. It's almost oh. like holding up a sign, you know, uh, on the freeway off, right? Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, so we're setting this up at, to see that this woman comes very humble in the form of a beggar mm -hmm. and asking for help from someone that she probably at least has heard of, maybe has even had an encounter with. Got it. Okay, so that's important as we read the story as we go along. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Now, Jesus did not answer a word, so he's silent in this whole thing so far. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Mm -hmm. so, so the interesting bit right now is that I think the disciples only speak up because Jesus didn't. Got it. So, so imagine, you know, you're, you're walking along with Jesus mm -hmm. and, okay, you're the disciples and you've, you've been scolded before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. right. We, that, we know that they mess up sometimes, That is right? true. So the yes. disciples have scolded before. Now, so a woman approaches Jesus and so now you've got all this cultural stuff going on. Jesus mm -hmm. is a rabbi. Right. And she's a Gentile woman. And so rabbis w certainly wouldn't have an encounter with an un unaccompanied female, yet okay. alone a Gentile. Okay. All right. So, so culturally, the proper response for Jesus is silence, is hmm. to ignore her. So ig just totally ignoring. Oh, yeah, because he'd want to almost shun her so that, that huh. because she's a woman, because she's unaccompanied, because she's a Gentile. Is, what's the purpose behind that? Is yeah. there... I, I think there's, well, there's cleanliness laws, there's other kinds of things that are mm. going on from a rabbi's perspective, but it was, it was scandalous for a woman that was single or something to approach a gotcha. man like that. Right? Okay. okay. So, so that's part of the, the cultural thing that, okay. that's going on here. But interestingly enough, because Jesus responds in a culturally correct way, which he very rarely does. Sure. Okay. But everything I, is counterculture. Everything. Yeah. Right. And so... I think the disciples are sitting back going, okay, what's Jesus going to do here? <laughs> right. What's he going to do? Right. And then I think they're totally surprised by how he responds. Yeah. Which sort of, uh, you know, spurs them on. Yeah. It's like, right, Jesus, okay. <laughs> and so then they jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. let's just get her out of here, right? Get, let's get her out of here. So the disciples say, send her away. And she keeps crying out after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So again, Jesus is saying, no, I don't have time for, for Gentiles. Now, we right. know that that's not true because he's already mm -hmm. had interaction with Gentiles. Yes, and He's, he's done things like for the centurion mm -hmm. and others. And so, so this is, again, who's this Jesus mm -hmm. guy that, we're, that yeah. we're talking about here? And so he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, please. And here's a, just this raw, you know, ugh, mm -hmm. she said. He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. So again, you can see this is sort of escalated. Mm -hmm. At first he ignores her, then the disciples you know, pile on, mm -hmm. and then he says, hey, I really wasn't sent here to help you, Yeah. right? And, and she continues, and then finally he insults her. Right. And I know there's a lot of commentaries that say, well, just a little dog, but at the end of the day, it's a dog. It's still an animal that's not human, not, yeah, right? Regardless right. of whether it's a With pet it, or it's a wild dog. This is an insult, and sure. it's meant to be an insult. Or at least, at least putting her in her place to say, you're not one of the yes. chosen. You're not one of the people Absolutely. that I'm here for. Absolutely. It's a class setting. Definitely. Okay. There's, all, there's all kinds of things that are buried into that. But then she responds, and I love this, because most of the time, Jesus has the last word mm -hmm. in one of these sort of 
give and takes. Usually, mm -hmm. usually he silences the Pharisees or he silences right, right. the objections because he's so cutting with his words, mm -hmm. right? But but here it's almost like she has the last word. Yes, it is, Lord. She said, "Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table." So now Jesus is is very impressed, mm -hmm. right? He says, "Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted." And her daughter was healed at that moment. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the story as we as we get into it. And it, and it's I think it's so culturally relevant for even today, since it yeah. is all about built-in prejudice. It's mm -hmm. all about Maybe prejudice that we don't even recognize. Hmm. It's it's so ingrained in the culture of the disciples that they look at this and say, "Yeah, this is exactly how Jesus is supposed to act." Mm -hmm. We look at it today and go, "This is so uncharacteristic mm -hmm. of the Jesus that we that we know." Sure. So it's sort of interesting from that perspective. And in in the in. The situation that we find Jesus in and the disciples' response to it, the prejudice that is evident is something that is taught, yes. correct? Like, yeah. Is, yeah. this is do. how you respond. When you say the rabbis wouldn't respond to a, uh, a woman by herself, that is what is taught. That is what ex is expected. Mm -hmm. So it's not an unknown from the standpoint of, oh, I didn't know he was going to do that. Right. It's an unknown of how does that look on the outside? Exactly. Is that what you're referring to? Exactly. Yeah. So if we start to dig a little deeper into this story, and we mm -hmm. you know, we can look at this from different perspectives, but mm -hmm. I think that that Jesus is doing something here specifically for the disciples. Hmm. Now this might be going too far and I don't know. I can't, you know, we can't read it into the text, but but it almost feels a little bit to me like Jesus Jesus is setting the disciples up to teach them something <laughs> yeah. that is hidden. Yeah. You know, most of us most of us have blind spots when it comes to our prejudices. Hmm. We don't even we don't even recognize them. Sure. And cuz if we did, for the most part, I think a lot of us would go, "Oh, that's something in me that I that I don't that I don't like, that mm -hmm. I don't want to have, and, yeah. and I want to do something about it." Right. But oftentimes we don't we don't even see them. And right. So I think I think Jesus is continuing this teaching about the heart condition, mm -hmm. what's inside, what's going on. And, and so he's gonna use this woman almost as a mirror mm. for what you know what is going on yeah. inside the heart of, of these disciples. And when you say it out loud, mm -hmm. it, it becomes shocking. Yeah. So if we dig into the story from the disciples' perspective, right? Yeah. Jesus goes a long way, I think, to teach this. That's the other interesting thing. There's no other ind indication that he sees anybody else or does anything. So he this walks, entire journey. This, yeah. He oh. walks 45 miles. He has an encounter with this woman. And the next thing is he's back in Galilee. That's interesting. Right. So, yeah. so we're saying this has got to be a pretty important lesson. Right. Right. So to yeah. have it be put in the gospel in this particular place. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's Galilee teaching of the heart. It's Tyre and Sidon teaching of the heart. And then... It's feeding the 4,000 and just boom, boom, gotcha. boom, back in Galilee. Yeah. So this is almost like a parentheses, if you will. Yeah. Right? Right, right. In the whole thing. Like, let's, so let's, yeah. let's pause this. Pause this because this go is over a here. really important lesson. Because it almost feels like it's, uh, it's, it's like him exposing this for maybe the purposes of what's going to happen in the, in the future, moving forward in this scenario. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's got to be. Because has he done the, the uh, Good Samaritan parable yet? Uh, no. 
So, which is not, he's not a Gentile, he's still a Samaritan, so there's that tie, but right. it kind of sets up the, that it's not just the Jews alone. Yeah, and I think, I think maybe one of the almost, more important than that is, is again, is, is looking at the expansion of Jesus' ministry. Hmm. Jesus, Jesus came to save the world, yeah. not just the Jews. Right, which is why this is a bit shocking as well when he mm -hmm. when he responds the way he does. Yeah. Right. So you so you know that he's responding that way, but it doesn't fit with everything that's going on, and yet at the end it all it all comes it all back, comes back it together. It all comes back together. Yeah, yeah. Right. So when you look at this from the disciples' perspective, they first show up and the woman sort of, you know, approaches Jesus uh -huh. and it's shocking uh -huh. to them. And so they're they're quiet. And I think Jesus, this is sort of like the first question in the test, if you will, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because Jesus remains quiet, mm -hmm. and then the disciples speak. Mm -hmm. But later, what happens is the disciples are quieted. They are basically yeah. they're, they're so shocked, I think, on what how they responded that they don't have anything to say. Because the only response from the disciples is send her away in this entire yes. scenario. Send her yeah. away. Send her away. And I think, again, as I said before, is that they pile on because of Jesus' response. Mm -hmm. What the disciples should have said was, Jesus, I mean, we know that she's a woman and a Gentile to boot, but she has a legitimate need. Shouldn't we at least, yeah. Yeah. you know, do address something that. for her, address yeah. that. But they don't do that. So their picture of God still is a bit skewed. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, well, we don't have time for a, for a woman, beggar, Gentile. Yeah. Right? And so she's she's not worthy. Right. She's a dog. She's lower than exactly. them. Got it. So they, so they sort of set, fail that first test. Mm -hmm. So now, now what's going to happen, right, is, is that then Jesus seems to be going along with them. Sure. And so he says, no, I'm only here for the lost sheep of Israel, mm -hmm. right? And so I think what Jesus is doing is he's setting the disciples up to see this woman's great faith and their prejudice. Sure. Right? Yeah. So now it continues from the disciples' perspective, right? So Jesus has said, no, I'm only here for the lost sheep. And then she continues. Now, so now she falls on her knees mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she cries out. Um, and really, sometimes in the Bible, we lose sight of probably the most meaningful, raw, honest prayers that there are. Hmm. And, and, and what does she have? She has nothing except have mercy on me. Yeah. Help me. Right? And I, and I think what we see here is that God response to that kind of prayer. God hmm. responds to honest, authentic prayers. Mm -hmm. So often our prayers are, you know, and these are fine. These, you know, <laughs> bless this food, make sure yeah. grandma's okay, and, right. you know, protect us on our on our trip, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And and those prayers are great, but at some point we have to grow up. At some point yep. we have to get honest enough to pray something and risk the answer. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Risk a no, risk a, I don't know, risk a, mm -hmm. you know. And so here's this honest prayer from this woman, and I think it moves Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think it moves the disciples, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. And so now what happens is after this honest, raw prayer, 
Jesus' response is, you're just a dog. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, the disciples are shocked. And I yeah. think we're supposed to be shocked as well. Because it doesn't, in, in all of the reading leading up to this, like you said, this doesn't look like how we expect Jesus to look. Exactly. This response doesn't fit with everything he's done up to this point. Exactly. And we are reading third person. The disciples were there. Exactly. They've seen this. They've experienced the healing. They've been a part of these miracles and his reaction to the culture in a way that would say, this just doesn't feel right. And you would assume that at some point, although he calls them dense many times, so maybe there's just isn't possible for them to pick up on it. I, well, I think they did. I think at this point, they at this know. Point. At mm -hmm. this point. They didn't know at first. Sure. But at this point, you know, this woman has fallen on her knees mm -hmm. and essentially is worshiping Jesus, hmm. a Gentile. She's worshiping him because she's crying out, yeah. Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. Right, help me, help me. This is, I, there's nothing else that she can say. Yeah. And so when Jesus doesn't, which is so, we just Out don't, of we don't see it. I don't, I don't know that there's any, any place else recorded where this kind of re response is, right? Mm -hmm. this, this would move him, because it moves God. We know that this kind of prayer moves God. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus, I think, is holding off for the shock value to the disciples. Because mm -hmm. what just happened... What just happened in this, but Jesus' response is sort of articulating this built-in prejudice the disciples had. It, like you said, it's holding up the mirror. That's, that's where the mirror, and the gotcha. disciples finally looked up, right? <laughs> I think they finally looked up and went, <gasps> yeah, yeah this, is, this is what this looks like. Uh, I gotcha. Right, this, and, and I, think, I think in this moment, everybody is shocked, except her. Right, she doesn't, it, it's like she doesn't bat an eye. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, it's like this is this is great faith. This is why, yeah. you know, some commentaries feel like she doesn't believe that Jesus means it. Right. Yeah. She won't accept that answer. Yeah. And the disciples are, are are shocked at Jesus because they must think he means it. Mm hmm. And her response is is so perfect. Yeah. Her response is like, it's sort of like a Jesus response. Right? It, very much. Yeah. That's interesting. It is Throw the much. first stone if you, you know, if he yeah. without sin, right? I mean, it's so, huh. it's so perfect. And, and I think this is why yeah. it's, it's a very much it's a such Jesus a shocking response. story. Yeah. And so at this point, the, the disciples, notice they don't say anything. Nothing more. Nothing more. They're just shocked to silence. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus, I think, looks over. Oh, we don't know this, but I just have this in sense your head, that yeah. in my head, Jesus looks at the disciples and says, your faith is great. Your daughter is healed. I think he's looking at them when he says that. Uh, interesting. So that they, yeah. they, you know, they complete this picture. So this whole, this whole story is, is sort of brought home right. with her response, with Jesus' final response. Yeah. And the disciples are like, oops. Yeah. You know, oh man, this is what. This is how ugly mm -hmm. our our belief system that proliferates this kind of prejudice. This is how ugly it is, mm -hmm. right? Which certainly is so timely for today. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, when we start labeling people, woman, yeah. Canaanite, when we start labeling uh. people. We put them in groups, and <laughs> then and then what do we have? Is we have this 
well, I'm in, you're out, yeah. right? I'm favored, you're not. God loves me, but God doesn't love you, right? You, you have this, I'm, you have this thing going on, mm-hmm. and we've and we've got it. We've got it with Black Lives Matter. We've got it with the election. Oh yeah, you know, uh, we've got all it this with, us versus them. Yeah, COVID. It's sort of like, well, is it you know, is it a conspiracy or not? Is right. ma- masks or not masks? You know, the the masks people and the mm-hmm. not mask people. Oh yeah, and we just love our labels that yeah. allow division. Hatred, right? When as soon as you put a label on a person, you you give someone else an excuse to behave badly towards hmm. them. Yeah, it's how we cover up our bad behavior. Right, and it's because we can say, well, they're they're in this group, so therefore it's okay. Well, well they're just a dog. Yeah, huh? <laughs> right, they're just a dog. But they're, they're not the people of Israel, and not only that. Just a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the disciples are experiencing this. They're seeing their prejudice played, played out, out in front of them, yeah. right? Yeah. The the woman does not give in. She doesn't bat an eye. She's like, I know where this is going. Almost like a wink wink. Like I, I hope. We, I we hope. Assume, At least I hope there's a little sure. bit of that. But not to take away from her faith. We right. don't want that to take away no, from her not faith at all. because her faith is is con, you know commended by mm-hmm. Jesus and and I think the I think the thing that also is so shocking and so surprising that it wouldn't happen just two thousand years ago but any generation in any time in any country your response to a person who calls you a dog is not to be on your knees and mm-hmm. and and continue in faith <laughs> to ask for you know this kind of help or to expect it right right your your response is going to be well if it was if i was the dad of a daughter and someone said that to me I wouldn't be very Christian in that moment. Let's right. put, it, put it that yes. way. Yeah, okay. yeah. The natural so you, outflow you, wouldn't quite. Yeah, match. it would be bitter yeah, anger, yeah. something. You know, you're gonna you're gonna respond in kind. Right. And, and and she doesn't respond mm-hmm. in kind. What she does is she sort of, as we said, she sort of gives a Jesus response. Right. 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 Which is so, so crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then so in this scenario, when we look at this and we say this woman who in the disciples' unnamed, mind, the unnamed woman, yeah, it's, a it's, woman. That's another interesting right? thing. Right. Yeah. Um, who seemingly has no business doing what she's doing, comes in lays it all out on the table, gets shut down, gets ignored, gets shut down, and then finally asks gets again. insulted. And gets insulted, yeah. right? Then where where does this leave how we respond in our lives when we've got a situation where we need help? I, I mean, I don't have a child that's demon-possessed, I don't think. <laughs> But, <laughs> the jury might still be jury out. Jury might right? be out. Right. right. <laughs> uh, so, so when we when we look at this and we say, well, then surely if we have something smaller than that, we should bring it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think the certainly one of the lessons that we can get from this story is that is that God hears authentic, honest prayer. Mm-hmm. And it and it doesn't have to be flowery, it doesn't have to be mm. full of theological words or anything sure. else. It just comes from your heart. And in this particular case, it comes from her heart. Lord, help me. Yeah. Right. So, 
if we look at the woman and we say she comes, she comes humble, mm. like a beggar, mm-hmm. right? She comes, uh, you know, giving Lord, son of David. So mm-hmm. there's 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 this humility there. There's this recognition of who he is. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, she comes with her request, um, and 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 keeps coming. Yeah, which oftentimes we're not very persistent in our prayer, right? We pray right. once and then we're done. You yeah. know, we're one and done kind of, well, wait, it was, you know, the 30 minute sitcom, it didn't fix it. So let's, right. you know, Jesus must not be answering our prayers. Yeah. So she, so she continues, even uh-huh. in the face of adversity, even in the face of, of what other people would say is, well, what's the point? Yeah. He's not listening, mm-hmm. right? And so she does all of that. And, and yet that is the very thing, that persistence, the humility, the recognition of who Jesus is, the fact that that she just doesn't believe that Jesus is mm-hmm. isn't going to hear her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that great faith, you know, I, Jesus hears me, even though there might be people all around telling you, "Don't do that," right? Yeah. What's the point? And and that happens to us today. Sure. And so I think we can learn that in in when we have something to bring. Yeah. We come with humility. Right. We come re- recognizing who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. We come with honest, open, you know, ask, mm-hmm. um, unselfish. Yeah, is another thing that we could probably another word we could put in there. Well, I think simple is another thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's like you said. Simple. It's the most simple prayer yeah. is help me. Yeah, exactly. right. That that entire and an honest help me, not help me because I want to get ahead. Help me. It's right. literally just laid out that way. Right. I saw a great great picture. I was looking at at. On the on the internet for just images of mm-hmm. the Canaanite woman and Jesus, and one of the images was interesting because uh, it depicted the little girl being there, and I hadn't oh interesting I hadn't really thought of it before, but there's there's a likely chance that the family dog with the little girl might have wow. been there throughout this whole thing, which makes it both more shocking but also more poignant. You know mm-hmm. where. So here's the woman, mm-hmm. and and here's the little girl, just right. just out of frame. Yeah, right? and um, so that could be something well, again that might be really and then you take that to around a little bit. Yeah, and, and we don't know that. There's no way that we can yeah, really we, know. We that. don't know for sure. But if you take it to that scenario and you look at it through the eyes of a child, and you see the child experiencing the disciples' response mm-hmm. and Jesus' response with the innocence of a child and being like, well, why, why yeah, would why you, would you treat me that way? way? Yeah, why exactly. would you, why would you act that way? Right. And, and I think a lot of times we have to look at it from that point. I mean, Jesus says faith, like a child, like that, that right. having that perspective is important. And if we view others with our hidden prejudice and we say, well, they're, they're human. They were a child once they, they're in a scenario where right. if, if they're seeing us act like this, what does that do to our witness? What does that do to, to really further the gospel in what we're doing? Well, but it also just, it continues the prejudice. It continues the, the circle, the cycle of this. She's going to, yes. you know, she'll grow up hating mm-hmm. the person that was on the other side of that encounter. Yeah. Right. And so trying to break that chain of, of prejudice. Right. Um, Breaking the chain of prejudice. I think that's, yeah. And and until we see it, 
yeah. until we know that it's, until we recognize it. We have to recognize it in ourselves, mm-hmm. which is what, what Jesus, I, I think that's the whole point of the story, right? Mm-hmm. What, he he could have he preached at the disciples. He could have taught them. He could have said, he could have just had a normal interaction with this woman and then said, see, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. But instead, he draws it out of them. Yeah. Like the mirror, like we talked about. And right. That's what's so powerful about this teaching. Mm-hmm. Right. Is is oftentimes these hidden things we don't see them until somebody forces us to see them. Right. Right. And whether it was the woman and the child and or just you know just the woman or both, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, yeah. What Jesus does is he is he forces them to say, "Your prejudice would lead me to the path where I could ignore this woman." Mm-hmm. Right, ignore her plight, ignore her child, ignore all of these things. That's what your prejudice would lead to. That's where it goes, mm-hmm. right? And until you break that, mm-hmm. right, with love, with a response, with caring, mm-hmm. with treating them with respect as well as mm-hmm. a human, yeah, um, nothing, nothing's going to change. Which is the lesson for us. Yeah. We have to do the hard work of recognizing our our built-in prejudice. Mm-hmm. And then trying to break the chain and hope that through that, generationally speaking, we just continue to get better. That the trajectory gets us to a place where all people are treated equally. Mm -hmm. All that from one of the small story that is a lot of times ignored in scripture. So I, I think that that is so important that we look at that. We honestly look internally and say, what is my true feeling about this? What is my response? Yeah, and, and I think that that's what could be interesting about maybe some follow-on conversations with people mm-hmm. that are listening. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what what did this do for you? What 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 built-in prejudice? If you do an honest, a really honest evaluation of your life, mm-hmm. what what is it that's in there that you need to repent from? Yeah, and and then how do we go about it? Because it's it's right. not it's not simple. It's so knee jerk sometimes that we don't even realize that we're that we're acting that way when it's it's not something that can be fixed instantly yeah, either it's not gonna get fixed that's that's so. something that especially if it's built in and it's ingrained in who we are and how we respond it's a process right. so grace right grace, grace. so grace exactly and, and and it's also something we're practicing patience and just continued effort yeah because it's not it's not an overnight fix it's, well, and grace from both sides. Oh, oh, totally, absolutely. Right? I mean, I, I think if anything is is not happening, mm. that's not happening, mm-hmm. right? It's not happening on on you know whatever two groups you talk about, you know, whether it's Black Lives Matter or you know with white supremacists and all those different things, mm-hmm. and, and all of this is horrible stuff that you know where where Jesus would come in in the middle of it and say, "Let's give grace to both sides and let's mm-hmm. try to bring these together," where where we're not doing that very well. Sure. And because uh, prejudice works both ways, both ways, hundred percent, both ways, right? So if we can, that, that's a really good one to to bring out that grace is required from everybody, right? From everybody. I mean, you think about the the woman; she could have responded in kind yeah. to how they responded, yet she practiced faith and grace yeah. in saying, "You know what? I know you don't mean that." Exactly. I, exactly. I know that this is not who you are, right. so I'm going to try again. Yeah. And yeah. the effort in all that. So, uh, I think it's I think it's phenomenal. So, grace, it, grace, faith, 
It's important. I think it's important for us, um, as it was important for Jesus. I think it's it's important for us to to show grace first. Absolutely. Right. For us as Christians to show grace first, and and then have the faith to continue to show grace, maybe in the face of someone that wouldn't respond with it, mm-hmm. um, because that's the. I think that's the only way that things are gonna right. are gonna change ultimately. Well, because the only thing that you can control is your perspective yeah. and your effort. And your effort. Yeah. Right? That's the only thing that you can control. You can't control how they respond. So if exactly. you can come with grace first, set the tone, be patient, yeah. show more grace, because yeah. it's never just one <laughs> exactly. time. Think, so, things will happen. Things, things will happen. happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Jesus and the Canaanite woman. There you go. So good. Yep. All cool. right. It was fun being here. I'm looking forward to lots of these. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>